Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Dr. E.J. McKenzie on Blog Talk Radio. Uh, and the, everything around you is 
appear to be beautiful. Everything is well on, at home, everything well at the church, everything well at the job, uh, um, everybody's in good health, bills paid. But in your spirit, you sense that there is something wrong. And I remember years and years ago when I first uh, uh, experienced that before I uh, started pastoring, um, but I used to get it, especially when I started pastoring, it really seemed like it went to a whole other level and began to heighten itself. I can tell when something is getting ready to happen. I can. I used to always tell when uh, 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 something is happening, how the enemy is bombarding someone, and I know that they were in my life and they no longer will be in my life. I used to pick that up uh, 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 big time when I first started church, so it's like a normal thing now. <laughs> I used to pick it up like six months, sometimes even uh, one time three years uh, before the manifestation took place. This is how you and I come to the place where we learn how to live in the spirit. You begin to trust and believe uh, the registration of your spirit more than you believe in, trust in the registration of your five senses. My five senses were telling me that everything was smooth, everything was fine. I mean, explosive growth, I mean, presence, anointing, uh, 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 everything was fine, finances, business-wise, everything. But in my spirit, I knew something was wrong. So so many times you assist in that, it's not anxiety, because you, if you don't understand it, you'll think it's, you, uh, it's, 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 it's stress or anxiety. But you're really picking up things in your spirit but because you don't know that you lean to natural things, you, you begin to focus on natural things and not understanding that there is something that the Spirit of God is trying to reveal to you and show you, but you you overlook it because you don't understand it. And so uh, uh, you may go to the doctor, you may call somebody, and they cannot explain it because the Spirit of God is trying to educate you. He's trying to show you something. He's trying to speak to you. He's trying to prepare you. He's warning you. And if we really understood that some things, I personally believe, that we could, if if we understood the will of God, we can stop it, we can block it before it manifests. Before it manifests. When we begin to understand the realm of the Spirit, think about it, ladies and gentlemen. How can... A uh, a person uh, go to a palm reader, and the palm reader they go to the palm reader for numbers. Uh, I've I've heard of these kinds of things. I really want to go to a palm reader one day. I'm believing God going to allow me to go, and uh, and I'm gonna let her read him, her or him what I. Uses to be a female. That's what you use to see. I'm sure there's men palm readers. And please, um, God's going to allow me to do that. And let them read my palm. After they finish reading my palm, I said, then I'm going to read your heart. I'm going to tell you what the Lord is saying to you. 
this is your destiny, this is your purpose. This is what I see the next year that's going to take place. This is what I see the next three months, next six months, and give them the word of the Lord. And see, I don't personally, I don't know what God will say through me, but many times we think we'll go and we want to execute judgment. But many times God will minister to an issue that's in their heart. They, Those are people as well. They're human beings. They belong to the Most High God. They just manipulate and deceive. They have challenges with their children just like you. They have challenges with their spouses just like you. And probably more because they're under the delusion and the manipulation of demonic forces. So they're slave and don't even know they're slave. Uh, some of them do know they're slave, but they don't understand the manipulation. They're entrapped. And they're doing Satan's bidding. So Satan will always keep them in control. He'll always keep something going on just to keep them under his control. So those people need ministry. So I'm believing God that he'll raise me up a, 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 a grace me to raise up a team of men and women that we can release them uh, uh, into the palm readers um, uh, uh, camp, whatever. And we begin to minister the word of the Lord. Uh, and when I say minister the word of the Lord, I'm not talking about quoting scriptures. I'm talking about a revelation from the throne of God for their lives. And God began to reveal the issues of their hearts, began to reveal the issues of their home, the issues of their children, the issues of their bodies, the issues of their financial situation. And get in the word of the Lord until they know it from God and say, this is the word of the Lord that's been spoken to you. And leave. And leave. I guarantee you they will be shaken. That that's going to open the door for the Spirit of God begin to bring conviction to them and deal with them in a supernatural way. So uh, uh, our purpose of being is the salvation of humanity, that all souls will be saved. We're living in a realm, ladies and gentlemen. This realm, so many people is leaving the church today and, go, and going and turning to the realm of darkness because of a greater manifestation demonstration of the supernatural in those realms. But I believe God is getting ready to put a demand upon us to shift and to, uh, and to change. And my prayer to God that the church will awaken and arise to her rightful place. As super men and women of the Most High God. Notice what I said, super men and women of the Most High God. And I'm not saying that just to say that because that's really who you are. If you was born again of the Spirit, you was born again as a superman and a superwoman. Why is it superman and superwoman? Because, ladies and gentlemen, you are no longer, from God's perspective, a natural man or a natural woman from God's perspective. You are natural because you was born in this room from your, uh, came into this room from your father and your mother, but now you are born again in the realm of God. But why don't we see greater manifestations and demonstrations of the supernatural? Because of our ignorance, my people is destroyed for lack of knowledge. And the supernatural is fascinating to us when the supernatural needs to be natural to us. God help us. 
And Satan doesn't mind we preach. He doesn't mind we teach. He doesn't mind uh, uh, we do any of these things as long as we don't discover who we really are. And long as you and I do not begin to live out in this realm who we really are, supermen and superwomen of the Most High God. I want to uh, I shared a message on yesterday uh, from a conference, uh, uh, one of the Doma conference. We didn't do one last year. I uh, got it before the Lord. Uh, I may do one to end up part of the end of uh, this year. Uh, I've really been having it before him. But it was a message that uh, uh, God gave me um, a few years ago, maybe three or four years ago. I think it was three years ago. Uh, um, concerning, uh, well, the title was uh, Repentance. Uh, it had nothing to do with repenting of your sin. Uh, the word repent means to go back to something. Uh, uh, so when you repent, you're really going back to the original something. Uh, what is the original something? I personally believe when Jesus began to preach the message of repentance, now, uh, now um, John the Baptist preached it first, uh, preparing the way for Jesus, preparing the people to uh, get ready to turn their hearts to the Lord. Behold the Lamb of God which taketh away the sin of the world, John one thirty uh one twenty nine if I'm not mistaken. So he was he came preaching uh repentance, preparing them to turn to the second man Adam. Jesus began to uh preach repentance for the kingdom of God is at hand. For the kingdom of God is at hand. Now, we know that Jesus really was the kingdom. The disciples asked him one day, teach us how to pray. He said, pray this way, Abba, Father, which art in heaven, hallowed, holy be thy name, thy kingdom come. That's why you don't see that prayer prayed uh, at all under the new covenant. You don't see that prayer prayed from um, Acts on. You don't see none of the apostles prayed it. Uh, even the ones, the disciples that he taught to pray, the original disciples, we never see them praying that. Now, we, they, they, uh, it's possible, but I don't believe so, because the kingdom had come. Pray that the kingdom will come. The kingdom came in full force uh, when the Holy Spirit came on the day of Pentecost. For what reason? That your will will be done on earth as it is in heaven, as it is in heaven. You and I are supernatural beings, and the purpose of the supernatural is not so much demonstration. It is not designed for us to flow supernatural for people to look upon us. It's not designed for you and I to flow supernaturally for people to praise us. It is designed for you and I to operate, to fulfill the word of God that God gave to the first man, Adam. Jesus, the second man, Adam. 
Jesus came showing us how the church should operate, how the church should function. Ladies and everything is about the salvation of souls. Everything is about the restoration of all things or the restoring everything back to its owner, its creator. God is the creator of all things. I personally believe, you all heard me uh, share some things on uh, last Monday and last Tuesday uh, about suffering. If you want to reign with me, you must be willing to suffer with me. And when we hear a word like suffering, uh, we get, we panic. We, wait a minute, I, I, I got saved so I don't have to suffer. Well, you was deluded or somebody lied to you. As long as you, you and I are living in this world, we will always be challenged. As long as you and I live in these bodies, that we'll be challenged. But that's a good thing. I'm going to tell you why. I personally believe that God allow all of us to be challenged for one reason and one reason only, that you and I will experience Christ as our victor over the challenge. Remember in Philippians, where Paul talks about the thorn in the flesh that was given to him because of the bonds of revelation that God gave him to keep him in a state of humility so he don't be exalted above uh, uh, himself. Because people was exalting him. He wanted to make Paul out of a God. Uh, I mean, Paul, think about it. God gave him a tremendous revelation greater than any man, any man that probably any man that ever walked upon the face of the earth. When it came down to God, I mean, uh, out of everybody in the Bible, Paul, Daniel, John probably had the greatest revelation concerning the church, all the other revelations concerning the children of Israel. Uh, we see Peter uh, uh, had um, some revelation. James had some revelation. That's it. James, John, Peter, so majority of all the, everything else, uh, Paul wrote Bonds Revelation. But he talk, the Bible talks about the thorn. And then when, when, when Paul consulted the Lord three times and said, Lord, take this thorn from, my, from me. And uh, evidently the first time God never spoke, the Lord never spoke. The second time uh, the Lord never spoke. The third time he spoke. And a lot of us have probably experienced that, that when uh, we consult the Lord and we don't hear anything. And and I had so many people make so much shipwreck because we don't hear anything. You make a decision to go ahead and do it. But that's what your heart wanted to do, but you don't wait for an answer. It's dangerous to do that. But the Lord spoke in the third time and said, my grace is sufficient for you. The grace of God is the ability of God. It's sufficient. And then he said, well, I'd rather glory then in my infirmities. I'd rather glory in my necessities. That when I'm weak, then you are strong. When I'm weak, then you are strong. 
Your strength is made perfect in my weakness. So I personally believe that the Lord allow you and I to experience certain particular things uh, uh, for you and I to experience and to encounter Christ as our victor over that thing. When you and I live in total dependency upon him, then he will, so what I want to ascend. He will ascend in us, and he will manifest himself in us and through us. And there will be a manifestation of the victory of Christ over the enemy through us. See, we need to understand, Jesus has already conquered Satan. Jesus has already conquered demonic forces. But what Jesus has done have not been fully manifested in the earth. And the reason it has not been fully manifested in the earth because it's it's going to take the church to do that. It's going to take the church. That's your responsibility and my responsibility. And then I personally believe uh, that is when we're going to begin to see a greater level of salvation, deliverance like we've never seen before because of the church returning to her rightful place in the Lord. Let's look at something here in the word of the Lord. I'll open up my Bible here. And... Uh, I want to look at a scripture uh, out of the book of uh, Hebrews. I believe it is uh, Hebrews chapter 1 or chapter 2. Let me get the regular King James Version here. I've got Amplified. There's a scripture in in the book of Hebrews, I believe it's chapter 2, where it talks about uh, we don't see uh, all things put up under his feet. Yeah, here it is. Thank you, Holy Spirit. It's Hebrews chapter 2. Let's look at something here uh, in the word of the Lord, if you will. For he has not, verses, uh, Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 5, for he has not put the world to come of which we speak in subjection to angels. But one testified in a certain place saying, what is man that you are mindful of him? Or the son of man that you take care of him? You have made him a little lower than the angels. You have crowned him with glory and honor and set him over the works of your hands. And, and this is, this is, this is going to coincide with what we was uh, sharing on yesterday. This is vital that you understand this right here. He said, he has set him over the works of your hand. Set him over the works of your hand. What is the works of God's hand? The creation of the sun, the moon, the, st- the constellations. What's the works of God's hand? The trees, the grass, the ocean, the air. What is the works of God's hand? The gold, the silver, the precious stones. Is the work of God's hand. 
What's the work of God's hand? You and I are the work of God's hand. The animals is the work of God's hand. I have set him over the works of your hands. Verse 8. You have put all things in subjection under his feet. What have he put in subjection under his feet? The works of his hand. You have set him over the works of your hand. You have put all things in subjection under his feet. For in that he put all in subjection under him. He left nothing. He left what? Nothing. He left nothing that is not put under him. He left nothing that is not put under him. But now we do not yet see all things put under him. But the scriptures clearly say it. He left nothing that is not put up under him. Under his feet. What enemy is challenging you? According to what we just read here, he has already been put up under the feet of Jesus, which is your feet. He left nothing that he did not put up under him. But verse 9 said, but we see Jesus, who was made a little lower than the angels. But let me go back to verse 8, if, if, you, if you will. Then uh, and go back to verse nine. Because this is this is key to you being a superman and a superwoman, walking in the reality of who you are. Why do you think the majority? Uh, uh, I won't say the majority, but many of us believers, we falter and fail simply because we're blinded to who we are. We're we're slaves to our feelings, slaves to our emotions, and we're dominated and controlled. We make decisions based on them, and not based on the reality of the word. Now we love the word. We love hearing the word. We love teaching the word. We love preaching the word. But have that word that we love teaching, preaching, and confessing become a reality to us. It'll never become a reality if you and I never step out on it. It's your stepping out on it that reveals that it is a reality to you. Let's look at this again. Verse 8. You have put all things in subjection under his feet. For in that he put all in subjection under him, he left nothing that is not put under him. But now we do not yet see all things put under him. What were you challenged with today that you did not see put up under the feet of Jesus? What were you challenged with last week that you did not see put up under the feet of Jesus? He said he put all things up under him. What about sickness and disease? What about poverty and life? What about confusion? What about division? He said, put all things. He said, but we don't see but we see but we don't see yet all things put under him. Verse 9, but we see Jesus, but we see Jesus, but we see Jesus who was made a little lower than the angels. For the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor, that he 
by the grace of God might taste death for everyone. The very thing that's challenging you, Jesus tastes death for it. That's why it's been put up under his feet. Now, if you and I do, do, don't see it up under the feet of Jesus, then the scripture says, uh, get your eyes off the thing and put your eyes on Jesus. Father, grace me to see Jesus. Grace me to be conscious of Jesus and not the thing that challenges me. It will automatically descend to its rightful place, and its rightful place is up under your feet. I'm going to say again, its rightful place is up under your feet. When you see things or experience things, and I, 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 I've been doing that, started out talking about transition. Uh, 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 on the inside of me, I know something is happening, or God is putting a demand uh, on me to shift. In, in, in the way I've been doing things, thinking, whatever the case may be, I, I need to know what it is so I can make the adjustment. I personally believe, ladies and gentlemen, I personally believe that whatever transition you may be in, what God is transitioning you into has already been prepared for you before the foundation of the world. This is your due season. When we hear stuff like that, this is our due season set time. When we hear things like that, I think many times we we get excited, but we don't think it's going to be opposition. Victory has already been given to you. When the children of Israel were transitioning from the wilderness to their Canaan, they did not apprehend nor possess their Canaan without the, the threat of an opponent. But we see Jesus. What caused those people to go in there and conquer the enemies of Canaan? They didn't see Jesus, but they saw God. The Father was more of a reality to them than the giants that challenged them. I want you to understand, ladies and gentlemen, that everything that God has spoken concerning your life is a reality. Who do the scriptures say? Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. The first message that God gave me when I first started this ministry was birthing in the spirit. It was about prayer. And and I, I think it's not a coincidence that I, I was sharing on prayer because I'm a man of prayer, and uh, and and I just lived, 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 lived in the realm of prayer in the beginning stages of uh, of this ministry. That was my life, birthing in the spirit. So God will allow this, and let me share this with you. And that's how you develop internally. You don't quit until the manifestation. You don't quit until you conquer. You don't quit until you see that thing placed where God placed it. God placed it upon his feet. And the scripture clearly says he left nothing that was not placed upon his feet. Isn't it amazing that all through the Bible, especially the Old Testament, 
as well as the New Testament, all through the Bible we see warfare. It, 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 it seems like God, uh, 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 we even know what Scripture says, it, it, it's a God of war. We see war breaking out in heaven. Michael kicking Satan out. There's a declaration, woe to the inhabitants of the earth, because Satan come down with great wrath. It's saying war, war, war. He said, I'm just tired of fighting. Ladies and gentlemen, you will be in a fight, even, even the Bible says, fight the good fight of faith. Fighting the good fight of faith is fighting to establish the heart and the mind of God. And, and I think we get tired because we don't understand that we don't fight for us, but we're fighting for someone. Then my next question, my, my question would be to you, not this, but my question would be to you, and I want you to be able to answer this sincerely. Do you love the Lord? You're going to tell me yes, and everybody will say yes. And I really believe when we say yes, we really are sincere, and we really believe we do without understanding what we're actually saying. Because some has happened where uh, the mentality of this realm has entered into the church and began to reshape our mindset, our mentality. I personally believe that is why we don't see greater manifestation and demonstration of the supernatural in the lives of God's sons and daughters. You are a threat. You are a target. The moment you became born again, the moment you received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you became a threat to the kingdom of darkness. And you became a target. We did a message years ago called uh, Demons on Assignment from the Delivery Room to the Graveyard. They would not stop trying to block and stop you from coming into the revelation of who you really are. Think about it. The greatest, greatest weapon is ignorance that anybody used. The government over the people, uh, Satan over the people. Uh, uh, ignorance is the greatest thing. When slaves came to this, came to the United States, uh, 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 they made sure that the slaves. Uh, the slave owners made sure that the slaves did not learn how to read and write. Because they knew if they learned how to read and write, they would become dangerous. They would become a threat. And that's exactly what happened. So the Bible says in Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4, the God of this world has blinded the mind. Of them that believe not. So his ultimate goal is to blind so you and I will not walk 
in and demonstrate the supernatural authority and power of the Lord Jesus Christ in the earth realm. Restoring all things back to its original owner. Our fight is a fight of restoration. Our fight is a fight of reconciliation. Fighting to reconcile everything back to him. God has already placed all things upon his feet, but now you and I need to take what God has put up under Jesus' feet and walk in manifestation, uh, the manifested victory over the thing. He said he left nothing that was not put up under his feet. He left nothing. But I think what, what, what has happened with us, we are satisfied with the norm. We're satisfied with the mediocre. But it's time for you and I to be shaken by the Spirit of God and to ascend to our rightful place and begin to walk and talk and demonstrate the Lordship of Christ in the earth realm. I going to say our superiority over this realm, which we really do have it, because you and I was really made in the image and the likeness of God. Prayer is good. And um, um, we are praying people. But what has happened, even with that, we've been manipulated even in prayer. We don't mind praying. We don't mind. Well, I don't say we don't mind praying because a lot of people can't stand to pray. I'm not Christian. But those that pray, you can come to the place that you pray and be satisfied with prayer without manifestation. All of this, these things, ladies and gentlemen, is religiosity. All these things are having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof. I put a question, and, and I gave, put a challenge to the people on yesterday. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't know how many people came up for prayer yesterday. We had about, um, I don't know, maybe 15, 20 people. I don't know how many it was. They came up for prayer. I don't really pray uh, that much anymore uh, for people. Uh, um, I haven't prayed for people. Uh, usually when I pray for people is uh, uh, when there has not been a manifestation, then I go down and, and, and we don't pray for them several times, and I go down and lay hands. Uh, I usually don't pray for people anymore. Uh, I'm, I'm, my desire is to get the people activated that they understand that it is the church responsibility to do the work of the ministry. It's not the apostles, nor the prophets, nor the evangelists, nor the preachers, uh, uh, pastors and teachers' responsibility to do the work of the ministry. It's, it's the body's responsibility to do the work of the ministry. Our job is to equip you. Well, we had about 15, 20 people came up for uh, prayer uh, and challenging their body pain, um, uh, several people had pain in the backs, a uh, uh, person had a knee sprain, another person had a foot sprain or something with the foot, uh, another person had uh, something wrong with, uh, I think their um, a nasal passenger, I think their head cold stopped up or what something, uh, several, several, several things. And and we was 
talking and sharing is concerning uh, the ministry of reconciliation. The ministry of reconciliation, God was in Christ, 2 Corinthians 5, 18. God was in Christ rec uh, reconciling the world unto himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. And I'll share, it's our responsibility. Now, notice, God was in Christ. God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself. Then I put the question before the people. If God was in Christ reconciling the world, why did he give us the ministry of reconciliation if the world is already reconciled? See, a lot of times we don't think. God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself. Then either God failed or God was successful. Was God Did God fail? Absolutely not. Was he successful? Absolutely. Has the world been reconciled? Absolutely. And what do we need a ministry of reconciliation to manifest what has already been done? To enforce what has already been done? See, we've got to understand how it works. Got to understand how it works. Now, give you an example. Now, just say I am the owner. I am an owner of a business. And I write a letter to one of my supervisors that's spearheading a department. I send them a letter, I send them a note, and I, and I share with them um, that I heard some things uh, from HR, sent me some information concerning one of your, uh, uh, one of the people that work for you, one of the people that you hired. Uh, today I want you to give them, uh, hand them their a note of resignation. I want to ask you a question. When was the person fired? When was the person released? Was the person fired when the supervisor called them into the office and 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 gave them a note of resignation? No. No. The person was dismissed even before the supervisor even got the, the note. What the supervisor did, the supervisor only executed what was written or what was communicated to them. But the decision to uh, uh, fire this person was already made and it was already done. It just wasn't manifested. Are you getting this? So so when the Bible said that God has placed all things upon the Jesus feet, it's already done. He's waiting for the supervisors to execute the decision that has already been made. Are you getting this? And what happens, ladies and gentlemen, what happened? Watch this right here. What if I send the message to the supervisor that I got information that this individual lied on the application or this individual is not really qualified, they lied about their credentials, whatever the case may be, but I send a notice to the supervisor in-house mail. But what if the mail, the note, went to 
somewhere else, another department, and not the department. In the mind of the president who sent the notice, the person's already fired. But that person may be working there for another month because the lover got misdirected, if, if I can use that word. It went to another department. In the mind of the person, the person's already fired, but the supervisor that hired them don't know, and they're still working there because the supervisor have not gotten the notice. And so the supervisor is going to continue to operate like everything is okay because the supervisor haven't gotten the notice. The word of God is the notice. The word of God just told us um, that uh, that sickness has been fired. Disease has been fired. Confusion has been fired. Lying has been fired. Poverty has been fired. Are, are you getting this? What if the supervisor get the notice, read it, and don't do anything? Because that's my friend I hired. In the mind, in the mind of the president of the company, the person is already fired. But you made a decision not to fire them. You did not execute the orders from the head, from the president of the company. Most likely you would get fired. And they would get fired. Are you getting this? It's my responsibility and your responsibility to execute that uh, which has already been written. And I can make excuses why I'm not executing. When you sit up under the word of the Lord on a Sunday, your midweek services, or during your morning devotion, whenever the spirit of the living God speak and illuminate the word of the Lord, it's my responsibility to execute yours to execute. You and I are here for Christ. We are not here for ourselves. We are here for Christ and Christ alone. To execute the vengeance that has already been written. Satan has already been judged. That devil that is using your spouse has already been judged. That demon that's been using your children has already been judged. That demon that's using your boss has already been judged. That demon that's using your next door neighbor has already been judged. What are you going to do about it? Deal with the demon. God has placed all things upon his feet. And what, it, what you do not see upon his feet, that's why the scripture says we see Jesus, other words, we see the one that has conquered him. And we go in the name of the one that has conquered him and put him where he's supposed to be. Where? Under his feet. And that is one of the problems the whole church, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I would say the whole church, that's one of the problems what we see uh, in a lot of our churches and in a lot of our regions. Why do we see so much crime and everything that is going on? Why do we see all this crime in South Florida, 
crime were all over this nation, all the nation of the world, not just the United States and not South Florida, but we see all this crime. But we have hundreds of churches, hundreds of churches, and the crime is prevailing. And not the spirituality of the kingdom of God is prevailing. And we're getting more and more preachers, 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 more and more preachers. Preachers is like the ones that are sending the note to the supervisor and said, fire this person. So we, if we have, think about it. If you, if you had a a group of a thousand, a thousand in a company, a thousand in a church, and out of that thousand. 900 of them was leaders, or chiefs, and only 100 was workers. Do you think that that company, that church, will be able to prevail in advance with 100 leaders? I'm going to say 900 leaders and 100 workers? Absolutely not. That is what the body of Christ is becoming. Everybody want to be an apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher. Not understanding that the power to me, if you think about it, look at your head. What get, what what caused you to accomplish what you accomplished today on your job? What called you? I want to say calls you, but what aided you to get on this broadcast? It was your hand, fingers that did the work. It's an amazing you have you have more members of your body on your body than you have in your head. Your body is bigger than your head. But yet, we want to be heads and not that which causes the whole body to be successful. So we want to give out the note, but we don't want to do the firing. You got the fire, the spirit of infirmity. You got a fire, the spirit of deformity. You got the fire, the spirit of confusion. You got the fire, the spirit of division. You got the fire, that Jezebel spirit. Your job, my job. Are you getting this? You are a supernatural man of God, a supernatural woman of God. Will you execute? Will you execute? Putting everything where it's supposed to be, 
That's your job. That's my job. Jesus has, the Father has already done it. Place it under Jesus' feet. It's my job, your job, to execute it. It's already done. He just needs you to execute it. Remember the word of the Lord when God was speaking to Moses and telling him to go to, had the children of Israel to go into the uh, land of Canaan? He said, choose you 12 spies, a leader from every tribe. Before he said that, the scripture says, he says, see, I have given the land unto you. He says, see, I have given, not going to give, I have given the land unto you. Let's look at that principle just for a minute. When was the land of Canaan given? Was the land of Canaan given to the children of Israel? Was the Canaanites, the Jebusites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, was all of those nations in the land of Canaan were they conquered and defeated when Israel went in there and drove them out and defeated them, which they didn't defeat all of them? Were they defeated then? No, they wasn't defeated then. But when were they defeated? Well, the day that Abraham made a decision to obey God, but really before that, I'm just going to stick with this here. It really was before then. The day that Abraham made a decision to obey God in Genesis chapter 12, get thee out of thy house, out of thy country, from thy father's house, and go into the land that I shall tell you of, and I give this land to you. The moment Abraham left was the day that the Canaanites was defeated the land of Canaan was delivered into the hands of the nation of Israel. Isn't that fascinating? Even before there was a nation of Israel, because there was no nation of Israel at the time, the day that Abraham made a decision to leave his father's house and go into the land of Canaan, that day, Joshua and Caleb, the only two from the previous generation that came out of Egypt, conquered Canaan. Even though Joshua and Caleb was not born, but that day they conquered. He said, how could that be? Because they was in the lawns of Abraham. When Abraham obeyed God, Joshua and Caleb was in the lawns of Abraham. They did not manifest until 400-some years later, about 400 years or 300-some years later, when their mother and father made a decision to get together and brought them into this realm. From God's perspective, he said, I have given you this land, Abraham. So if we look at the illustration about the, the president of the company sending a note to the, sec, uh, to, this, uh, to the supervisor 
the supervisor executing. Abraham, that particular day when he made a decision to leave his father's house, to go into Canaan, that day Abraham sent the message. That day he sent the letter, a note. That day he said, now I'm sending this letter. Joshua and Caleb, you got to execute it. Do you not believe and understand, ladies and gentlemen, that many of you, you're not, you're not here by accident? Do you not understand and realize that some of you is, you were born specifically to manifest and to demonstrate and to bring to pass something that God promised your granddaddy or your great-grandfather or great-grandmother that he promised them, said something to them, but they died just like Abraham did. Are you getting this? I personally believe that I am a result, is a result of something that God wanted to do in my lineage that my grandfather maybe didn't fulfill or my great-grandfather or my father. That God spoke way back then and said, I'm going to break poverty off of this lineage. But I believe I'm the one that God has called to raise up to manifest what he said, what he promised, what he wanted to do. To put manifestedly the spirit of poverty, like in famine, up under the feet of Jesus. Conquer it not for my daddy, not for my granddaddy, but for Jesus. But for Jesus. You are a warrior for Jesus. You do battle for Jesus. You conquer the enemy for Jesus. So what is the thing that God has allowed you to be born into the earth to conquer or to... Which I don't want to use the word conquer because if you really think about it, ladies and gentlemen, we don't really conquer Satan. Satan's already been conquered. But to exercise the victory. You have received a victor, which is Christ Jesus. Now it's up to you and I to exercise or to manifest or to demonstrate the victory over every enemy. That's my responsibility. That's your responsibility, to manifest the victory that God has given you and I over two well, I want to say 2,000 years ago, but victory was won over 2,000 years ago. But the moment you and I received Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we received a victor. The moment you and I received Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we received a conqueror. The moment we received Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we received an overcomer. That's why, ladies and gentlemen, the devil loves a lot to you. You have already overcame because you received the overcomer. You have already conquered because you received the conqueror. You're already victorious because you received the victor. It's just believing it and stepping out for the manifestation and the demonstration thereof. That's who you are. So it's been placed upon your feet. Just like Canaan was given to Abraham uh, over uh, uh, 400 years before Canaan, we're probably longer than that, because it was 400 years when they came out of Egypt. So probably maybe 500 years or close to 500 years, because I know they went around two times. That's 80 years. So 
so it got to be close to 500 years. It was already it was already given. It was then. It just wasn't made manifest. This is the season for you and I to manifest and to demonstrate. This is a season of manifestation demonstration. Go ahead and say it before I get off this line, uh, uh, close this broadcast out. This is the season for manifestation and demonstration. Now make it personal. This is my season for manifestation and demonstration. You may be confused right about now, warfare in your mind right about now, and the reason that is taking place because the enemy do not want you to have clarity concerning what is going on. But it's too late because God has already spoken and God has allowed you to come forth for this reason in this season for manifestation and demonstration. Ladies and gentlemen, it's good being with you today on this Monday. I pray that you was encouraged by the word of the Lord. I pray that the Lord spoke something to you to encourage you to step out by faith for the manifestation demonstration of the victory that has already been given to you, the overcomer that has already been given to you, the conqueror that's already been given to you, and that's Christ Jesus. Don't let it be a, a word, but let it be a reality. Let the word become a reality to you. Step out. Before you go to bed, you say, I will not go to bed defeated. I will not go to bed discouraged because discouragement is a choice anyway. But I will go to bed as a victor. I will go to bed as a conqueror. I will go to bed as an overcomer. I don't see all things that put place up under Jesus' feet, but I see Jesus. I see Jesus. You are great. You are awesome. You are powerful. Listen, do not forget the last Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday of the month. We're coming up on it rapidly. This month is basically gone. It's amazing how fast time is gone. So join with us. Call your family and friends all over the nation and other countries. Be with us on the last Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday at 5.30 a.m. in the morning. Uh, go to our website, ejmpcc.com, to get the number and the code. Be with us. Let us join forces and let us execute the heart of the mind of the Father. Let us execute and demonstrate the victory that's already been given unto us. Let us manifest the Father placing all enemies upon the Jesus' feet. Let's do that, ladies and gentlemen. We love you. Appreciate you. We do solicit your prayers. Pray for the broadcast. Pray for one another. Pray for me. Pray for my family. Pray that I will be the man that God has ordained upon and on me to be. I do solicit your prayers. Love you and appreciate you. Look forward to being with you tomorrow at 6. Once again, this is your host, Dr. Jimmy Kinsley with the Master Key. God bless you.